Hi everyone and welcome to Impact Chronicles where we talk to founders in Africa about the work that they're doing. Today we chat to Phyllis Chomiendo, the co-founder of health startup Amscan. Amscan Uganda has developed low-cost mobile ultrasound devices to combat maternal and neonatal mortality in low-resource settings. My name is Chomhendo Phyllis. I am a young social entrepreneur. I am actually a medical radiographer by profession and I am a director and co-founder at Emscan Uganda. I am also a Master's of Public Health candidate. I am uh, also an assistant director at an organization called STEM Queens where we encourage young girls to um, enter the STEM field. Oh, then I'm also a Mandela Washington Fellow, uh, 2019. Why I do what I do? Um, when I was in medical school for my undergrad, that's my uh, Bachelor of Science in Medical Radiography, they used to post us to different rural areas across Uganda. And I happened to be posted to a place called a March Health Center for. It's what you'd call the rural setting in the real sense of the word. And um, remember, I deal with machines because medical radiography, you do CT scans, MRIs, ultrasounds, x-rays, ETC. So I was posted to a place with no electricity and I don't know how they expected me to practice in a place where I had no access to these machines. Um, So during that community-based education and research, it's called COBAS. It's a program where they send medical school students to go to the rural communities and practice in real life settings. Mm. I wasn't able to practice during COBAS. And you know, when you wear a white coat in Africa, you are, whether you are a nurse or a sonographer or something else or a dentist, you are a doctor. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And in my um, experience, I kept watching several women dying due to conditions that I knew could have been scanned early and, and prevented and something could have been done early enough and these women wouldn't have died. So mm. it was very disappointing for me to know that my education was really useless to majority of my countrymen. And that really sparked something in me to come back and think of an idea that could help bridge that gap. And when I shared with some of my classmates, there were similar problems. So one of my classmates, Innocent, and I along with another colleague of ours who's a medical doctor called Prosper, sat down and thought of an idea of um, how can we save these mothers even when the conditions are the way they are. There's no electricity, there's no accessibility. What can we do to bridge that gap? And that's when the idea of MSCAN was born. So MSCAN, we are developers of low-cost mobile ultrasound devices to be used in low-resource settings. They are portable, they connect to a phone, laptop, or tablet, and that enables us to get to even the most inaccessible areas and provide much-needed ultrasound services to pregnant women across Uganda and other rural areas. Wow, that's really, really incredible and very much needed. Tell us a bit more about Mscan and did you create the product yourselves? Yes, so uh, MScan was a journey that uh, came from school, like I told you. Yes. So we were final year students in medical school, very ambitious, very excited, came up with this great idea. And then it came to time to pitch and ask people for money. Mm. So you had a prototype. So, oh, it was just an idea. <laughs> wow. This great idea that was meant to move mountains. 
Yes. <laughs> so we pitched it the first time at a, a pitching competition called Up Accelerate. It was held by the UNFPA and other stakeholders uh, in Uganda. Okay. So the problem is not the pitching. Oh my God, this is going to change the world. Oh, then you get the money. <laughs> and then it dawns on you that you actually have to bring this idea to reality. I remember yeah. when we won the money, everyone was telling us, you guys are too ambitious. Reduce your idea to something else. Who do you think you are? You are um, students. You're in a third world country. You barely have any money because we had only won $10,000. And that's like champ change. Especially med tech, it's like nothing. Mm-hmm. So told us you have no money. You have no experience. They had given us three months accelerator. Yeah. And for the first, I think, two months, we had actually decided to believe it because prototyping was an uphill climb. Our first imagine. prototype, we had based it on the fact that sound is just sound at a frequency that the ears cannot hear. So we had something that could um, do waves. Uh, it could collect sound waves, but then we needed images. And I remember by demo day, which is the day when all the winners now come and present their prototypes that they've been working on for three for the three months, and then they get an ultimate winner. By demo day, we were the only company without a prototype. And I remember we went to stage with a wooden sculpted image of what we hoped MSCAN would look like. Oh my goodness. (laughs) And we pitched an idea because prototyping had gone terribly wrong and um, were way in over our heads. So, yeah. But it was a big uh, learning curve for us because from then we started thinking, okay, if it has failed here, we cannot just sit and let everyone who are saying we can't make it succeed Mm. so we decided to say okay yeah let's let's think of other options and we consulted who advised us to prototype and consult other companies abroad so when we consulted we happened to find that uh, we could get a chinese manufacturer that could help us uh, take our prototyping to the next level And we have worked with them for um, the past three years. And right now, MSCAN is at a place that I'm very, very much proud of. Um, It's it's a fully functional ultrasound machine um, that is now ready for market. Wow, that's really incredible. That journey must have been really impressive. So I'm sure a lot of uh, software entrepreneurs who are listening to this would want to know how important are accelerators? Uh, when it comes to the development of a project, especially when it's it's still in ideation phase. Yes. I feel like accelerators are God's gift to to idea (laughs) people, to innovators. Because, you know, we had all medical knowledge because I was from medical school. My colleague, you know, said was from medical school. Uh, My colleague, Prosper, was from medical school. The only person who had anything outside that was Ivan other colleague who is into IT. So we had no business knowledge, exactly. nothing to do with what it takes to get an idea and make it into something that can um, go to market. Because if you don't have money, there are only so many people you can help. Yeah. So to bridge that gap between someone who has a lot of medical knowledge and then turn them into a business person really took, mm. I think, three accelerators. Because now I can call myself a businesswoman, but at the start, I knew nothing. I knew nothing about taxing. I knew nothing about marketing. I knew yeah. nothing about keeping books of accounts. I did not know The business anything. model canvas, you had never seen yes, it. Yes, I'd never seen it. <laughs> you <laughs> wow. couldn't tell me to differentiate who's my customer and who's my beneficiary, <laughs> which I now understand. Because initially, I think they, when we would pitch, they would ask us, so who's your 
customer and would say they're pregnant women and they'll say, no, pregnant women are not paying you. They're paying the person who is your customer. So then we realized, oh, so the hospitals are our customers and the medical workers are our customers. So accelerators are very, very important. Okay. So yeah, let's talk about your value proposition for a bit because I find it very interesting. So there's a gap in the market and you identified it. And when it comes to affordability, how's that? Yes. So the average ultrasound machine, I don't know whether you've seen an ultrasound machine before. I'm a mother. I have. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) You have. Yes, I So you know they're big and they consume a lot of electricity. So they're usually really $150,000. That's how expensive an ultrasound machine can be. But Mm. if you look at the low end, you could get an ultrasound machine at about $20,000, a good one. Wow. Yeah. And ours is $2,000. So the the difference in price is incredible. And not just that, you see... The size of that machine, if you know our rural roads, I don't know whether you guys have... Yes, we have rural roads. (laughs) Imagine yourself in a truck with that ultrasound machine trying to take it across the worst road in Zimbabwe. Mm -hmm. It won't end well. It will end at the end. Yeah. (laughs) There is that and then there is also the electricity. So it gets there and then whose solar power are you going to plug it into it and the electricity is so erratic in africa especially in countries like zimbabwe and uganda so you will hardly have electricity anywhere exactly so we've gone to um, a site before we wanted to do an ultrasound camp because we started by reaching out to people so this very nice donor from the uk came and donated uh, a big uh, ultrasound machine to this health center and had been tucked away for the past two years. And we asked him, so why aren't you using it? I mean, you have the device, but it's, it's stored away. And he's like, I kid you not, if I plug this in, it will black out the whole health center. Like, they already don't have enough electricity and they cannot already afford what they're using just for lighting and a few other things. And then they have to put on this big ultrasound machines that, by the way, need a power stabilizer. <laughs> like it's mm, just not practical. That's a lot, yeah. Yes. So it makes sense because if you, if you can charge your phone using solar, if you can charge your laptop using solar, then you can just plug it in because it runs on the battery of whichever device you're using. Then you wow. can plug in and use it. In a place where we've done a deployment, we usually like to do a full bundle. So we deploy a solar, a solar um, system with a panel and a battery, and then a laptop and gel and other logistics plus the device. So that it's a holistic approach towards uh, creating a solution and you're not being an ultrasound probe and a laptop and creating another problem. That's so, incredible. So people are found it helpful because it really doesn't run on a lot of power. So the solar system even helps them with lighting. It helps them with so many other things. So it's, it's wow. very exciting for them. Yeah. Okay. So you talked deployment. Um, yes. How many from the have you deployed? Because you see, yeah. Uh, so far we've deployed about five, mostly because uh, before this stage we are at now, we've been through prototyping. Mm. Now prototyping, we've gone through five versions. And it's now version five that we are taking to market. Wow. Um, we are, I wouldn't want to say perfectionist, but you know, when it's your profession, because I'm a medical radiographer, I know what resolution I want. I know what measurements I want to see. I know what margin of error I'm not uh, comfortable with. So we kept on uh, getting a prototype. We test it out. The resolution isn't yet right. 
or we get the next one, the resolution is right, but then the me some measurements are off and then we get the next one and then everything else that we were complaining about is perfect, but now there are a few other glitches here and there. Mm -hmm. So uh, prototyping is a long journey and I must say it's something where you need to trust the process. So yeah, that's very good. That's very, very good. Um, so how have you been sustaining yourselves? Because as much as we want to deny the fact that money matters, especially for the African founder, there's so many other things that you need money for. Yes, money and matters a lot. <laughs> yes. So how have you guys been sustaining yourselves while building your prototype? Yes. So as a company, the company itself has been running on grants, um, mostly from people who have decided to go ahead and help us go through the prototyping phase. I think now that we are, have moved the whole nine yards, we can now uh, be weaned off the grants season mm -hmm. and now move into commercialization. Um, a week ago, we made our first sale. So, yay. <laughs> yay. <laughs> yeah. So, the ball is rolling. We haven't actually yet launched, but um, we managed to sell to one of the people that we've been doing medical camps with because they've been hiring uh, our devices for a while and now they reached an area where they felt like um, this place doesn't just need camps. They need a, a machine to stay there because if you come and help for two, three days, it really won't help the pregnant women there. So they decided to buy. But when we do launch, then yeah, we have some good number of pre-orders that are waiting for us. Yes. So your target customers, are they just the, um, the hospitals in, uh, in the rural areas or you have a multi-pronged uh, beneficiary customer base? Yes. So the whole, the whole name of the game in innovation is innovation. I don't know how yes. to explain that better because our innovation is not just the device. It's how do you sell the device? For mm -hmm. me to be an innovator, I need to be innovative on how to even create market. So yeah. we've been innovating around that and we've realized, okay, uh, one, there are so many companies that want to do corporate social responsibility. So they hire our devices for medical camps because medical camps need a richer feel like it's now beyond just coming to a village. You ask people for their symptoms, you give them cheap medication, and then you send them home. If you can do an ultrasound scan and detect more complex things and have them referred early, then the quality mm -hmm. of the medical camp improves. So we've been doing medical camps and our devices have been hired uh, by different companies that do CSR. So that's one. The second um, revenue stream for us is direct sale either to hospitals or clinics or medical workers that do medical concierge, uh, wow. that door-to-door -door healthcare. Yes, mm -hmm. but under that, there's a subsection because under hospitals, we have the rural health centers and even for health workers, they're the rural health centers. So for them, you won't ask them to pay $2,000 upfront because it may seem little for us, but then it's a lot for them. So they have their own lease model where they pay a little bit per month until they can complete. That's for the rural health centers and the rural health workers. Oh, so you have a rent-to-own model for the rural centers. Yes. Okay. Yes, yes. So then for the high-end health centers, it might seem like since they can afford the electricity and they have the big machines, they don't need MSCAN, but they actually do. And so many of them have reached out to us because, okay, fine, you have a radiology department in the basement of your 22-story hospital. Is, are you going to wheel in every patient to the basement to get a scan? Because every second 
matters in healthcare. Yeah. By the time you reach downstairs and then you bring them back up, won't they be dead if they have a critical condition? So the, 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 the model there is to encourage bedside uh, ultrasounds. So it, it would be kind of the new stethoscope that at every, at every level of the hospital, there's an M scan that a doctor can run to a bedside of a patient and do a quick scan and then make a quick life-saving decision on spot without having to wheel them into the elevator, go downstairs, get someone to carry them carefully onto the bed and then get them off. And then, yeah, so that is our approach for the bigger health centers. Wow. And then the final one, uh, because of lockdown, we had to wear options and try to move with the tide because uh, the COVID-19 pandemic uh, for an innovator, <laughs> you should be able to ride that wave and yes. see that you're making the most of it instead of losing out. Yeah, so you have to be a true innovator in the sense of the word. So we are trying to move into home-based ultrasound care where we move to different uh, homes like uh, urban mothers will have an application or a website where they can reach out, book an appointment, and then we can go to their homes and carry out the ultrasound scan. The need wow. for that was expressed when most mothers were not willing because, you know, you have scheduled ultrasound scans, but yeah. then risk the chance of going to the health center and coming yeah, with, with COVID-19. COVID-19. No. Yes. So most mothers were reaching out to us and telling us, can't you come home and scan me from here? Even still with the travel restrictions, most of them were not willing to reach every stop and start telling the, the policeman, you see, I'm pregnant. And then she's three months. So her stomach isn't showing. Then mm. they go into a back and forth. Yeah. So it wasn't worth it for most people. So that is our final revenue stream that we are still working on, but hopefully we'll launch soon. Wow. This is a really impressive product. Very impressive. Thank so, you. <laughs> um, what do you envision for the future? I'm sure you're not limiting yourselves to Uganda alone, hey? Definitely. Um, uh, we are already spreading out. Our aim for the next five years was to have our revenue models running in at least 10 African countries. We've already spoken to people in Kenya and we have a distributor there and we're in talks with people from Burundi and we hope to spread out to other African countries where we know this is a much needed solution. Yeah, it is much needed. We need it in Zimbabwe. Please come. <laughs> Coming right up. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so um, you have already reflected how you guys have had to then listen to the critics and overcome that. Yes. What other challenges did you experience and experiences would you like to share with us that have molded you into the businesswoman that you are today, the entrepreneur and innovator that you are now? Yes, I think the biggest lesson for me was customize king. And it's mm -hmm. something that most business people don't want to accept, but it's the truth. And in our case, patient is king. Because you know the yeah. habit of most innovators, and if you have a really good idea, you have this feeling of, I know what's good for you. This is really good for you. So you must second come in you better than to just come in and say, oh, wow, we have this great innovation. It's going to help you in life. You must receive it. Mm. No, it had to change to what are your needs? Um, what would you want this? How would you want it delivered? And uh, what are your concerns? You know, you don't just bump into people and bring something new. Because yeah. so many, I don't know about Zimbabwe, but so many people in rural Uganda are not very open to technology. So we mm. had to find a different approach. So we came from just planning a camp and showing up as just the team to planning a camp and doing like a whole pre-session. Like we moved yeah. to the rural area thrice. We do a pre-session where we go, 
We talk to the local leaders, ask them, so what are the rules and regulations here? Um, whom can we speak to? Then we localize like a health center we shall be working with because you need to ease referrals. You cannot just come to like a f football pitch and then tell people, come and I scan you. How yeah. will you refer those who have illnesses that are too big for that rural area? So then we look for a health center to work with. And then we talk to nurses there because, you know, midwives have been coming there for antenatal care. So they are very comfortable with their midwives. And if you use the midwives along in your process, and if you work with them very well, then the, the people are more receptive to the medical camp than if you just came, you're a stranger, you don't know their language, you don't know them, they've never seen you. You're the one with this new gadget. Mm. Everything is just foreign. So it's better to work along with um, uh, local leaders and local health workers to, to first of all, know what the state is, know whether the need is there and then how best to address it because it's not a one size fits all. Yeah, if I go absolutely. to some rural areas, they might have electricity, but then they just need the device. Others might not have electricity at all, so I have to go with my uh, solar panel and the whole device and everything. So you have to kind of tailor make uh, where you're going. And then some mm. places have really big numbers, so you're not going to plan a one-day camp. It's going to have to be three days. So yeah, we've learned very fast and very easily that customer struck beneficiary is king that's impressive i love how you have contextualized uh your solution to different environments because that's something that a lot of innovators and entrepreneurs miss out on yeah that's really very very impressive um so any parting yes. words what would you what advice would yes. you like to give other than the contextualizing I think my biggest advice is don't give up because it's so easy to give up along the way. And giving up means many things. It's not just throwing in the towel and going like, you know what, let me go and start selling clothes or let me start selling jewelry. It may mean something else. For some innovators, throwing in the towel means, okay, I'm going to start applying for grants and then every grant I get, I tell them I want to prototype and I'll pocket the money. That's also giving up on your idea because if you keep doing that, your idea will never grow. The people you want to help will never be helped and you yourself will remain stagnated. You don't know what uh, potential your idea could have had. Even that little money you're pocketing could have uh, been so much greater if you started making sales, if your product went the whole nine yards and you started making sales. So I would advise entrepreneurs not to give up. Mm. Don't give up. Whatever giving up means to them, just don't give up. Don't Keep moving it. because it's, it's bigger than you. It's yeah. you and then the, the people that you would have helped. That's really, really important. Thank you so much for your time, Phyllis. I Thank really enjoyed job. this. And I'm positive the audience enjoyed your story. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us. And we hope you join us again next week for another insightful episode of Impact Chronicles. Bye.